0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Real Couple. Um, as expected, uh, we are continuing our Terminator watch through. Today, we're going to be uh, talking about the next installment in the in the lineup. Uh, Page, which which uh, Terminator film are we discussing today?
1: Number four, Terminator Salvation.
0: Yeah, um, Terminator Salvation. Overall. What would you think of it? Thumbs up? Thumbs down?
1: I'm very meh about yeah. this movie. Yeah. So I guess middle thumbs?
0: Yeah. It's... It's a-
1: not as good as T2. Oh, nothing. But it's is. not as bad as the third one.
0: Yeah. that's That's kind of where I'm at. And going into... Or as we've been watching, I've been excited to revisit Salvation. Because I remembered Salvation... Being pretty enjoyable, my first time watching it. uh Just another disclaimer, gonna throw it out there. Uh, we are once again dog sitting, so you're gonna hear animals in the background. Sorry about that, but like I've said before, you get what you pay for, and this is free. So, yeah, I've been very excited to revisit this movie because I, I remembered liking it in the theater, but I only ever saw it the one time. Mm-hmm. And I. I was excited to to look at it as both a Terminator movie and as just an action movie. You know, because those are two different things, you know. I think as a Terminator movie, it suffers. As an action movie, does it do just fine? Is it is it pretty good for just an action movie? Uh, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah.
1: It did not feel like a Terminator movie to me at all.
0: Yeah, which is Other so sad. Other than the sad. fact
1: that they used the name john connor like yeah it just it did not feel terminator to me
0: which is so funny because like the one thing that all of the terminator movies have in common is that this is going to occur the the war between humans and machines will happen and so the one movie that shows us the war between humans and machines doesn't feel like it belongs in this series it's really sad. And it's I, very I, strange. I don't think it's because they did the war between humans and machines incorrectly. It's just they did it poorly, I think. They they did it in a way that doesn't feel like what I was told about in Terminators 1 and 2.
1: I'm going to go ahead and blame McG for that. <sighs>
0: Mick takes a, deserves a lot of the blame.
1: Is yeah. it Mick G or is it MCG? It's Mick G. Mick G. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. The the director of the fourth Terminator film, like Terminator, is one of the most iconic uh, IPs ever. Intellectual properties. Like it's it's so iconic. Even, you know, you, up until now, had never seen a single Terminator movie, Mm -hmm. but you knew what the Terminator was. Yeah. You know, back when Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor of California, there were so many shirts that said Governor. Like, so many people make reference to this movie in so many different things. And the fourth movie in this series was handed to a guy who, at that point, Had Had
1: done basically nothing.
0: Yeah, he had done music videos and the Charlie's Angels movies. And that's pretty much it. I'm sorry, but Universal, what the hell were you thinking?
1: Right? Like Christian Bale didn't even want to do it.
0: Yeah. we, We read at some point that Christian Bale straight up said to his face, I don't see anything in your filmography that suggests you're up for this task. And he pretty much said well, I've got to get there somehow. And, you know, everyone has to get there somehow. Bro, that is such a leap. Oh, yeah. Like
1: Well, and also with this one, like, obviously John Connor was recast mm -hmm. as Christian Bale. Schwarzenegger wasn't in it. Mm -mm. They superimposed his likeness for, like, five whole seconds. Yeah. But I think that's where I was kind of iffy on it is that it there was nothing grounding it as a Terminator franchise. yeah, what I'm watching, obviously, the name John Connor is used, but like other than that, what is there hmm. really that grounds it in the franchise?
0: I mean i I think a lot of it John Connor's whole mission in this movie is to locate and protect Kyle Reese mm-hmm. for reasons only the audience knows. Yeah. Um, which I, I think is a cool idea that he isn't really telling the people around him. There's a civilian out there of utmost importance, and none of you are allowed to know why. And none of you are allowed to know how I know. And, you know, it's it's an interesting concept It should be an interesting story, but again, the execution is just so friggin' bad. Um, One
1: question I have, obviously they send Kyle Reese back in time at some point. Right. Is it not, like, close to the events of this movie?
0: I don't think so. Okay. I I would expect the sending him back in time takes place, just in, in my mind, there's nothing... Um, to confirm or deny this, I don't think. I would expect once he meets up with John Connor, they're going to work together for about 10 years. Okay. Before he gets sent back.
1: Okay. That makes more sense because I um, was like, they didn't mention anything about time travel. No. They, like...
0: In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Skynet and all of the, the powers that exist in this world at this point at the time of terminator salvation i don't think the secrets of time travel are even close to being cracked oh, okay um i don't think they're
1: wow they make a lot of progress in 10 years
0: yeah um i mean you know they in in the marvel universe from the moment of hey we should travel back in time to tony stark figuring it out I think it's like a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, Tony Stark cracks time travel pretty damn quickly. So and and he's a normal person. The concept of a computer figuring it out, it could happen quite quickly. I don't know. Um as I was rewatching this, uh well, no, not as I was rewatching it, in the days since we watched this, the thing that really just kind of broke my heart about this is how relentlessly forgettable it is.
1: Oh, it's so bad.
0: And there's so much about it I want to love.
1: Like I want to love Christian Bale. Yeah. But I don't.
0: Yeah, and and that's another thing. I don't think there's necessarily anything bad about Christian Bale in this. It's just that the script handed to him never quite gave him Enough moments to shine.
1: The only memorable thing about Christian Bale and this movie is his freak out on set.
0: Yeah, as soon as, like, before the credits even ended, I looked up the the uh, infamous Christian Bale freak out, which you had never seen, never heard, never heard about.
1: I think I'd heard about it. Okay. But I don't think I'd ever placed okay. where it was.
0: Yeah, and you definitely never heard the audio, right? No. Okay, yeah. Um... I remember when that landed and, oh, it circulated the internet like wildfire. Um,
1: For those of you who don't know, he freaked out on a lighting guy.
0: Yeah, uh, he had he had, had several uh, dramatic or, or fairly intense takes pretty much ruined because this one lighting guy kept just doing like stuff in his a light or peripherals something. and stuff and just... Uh, distracting him and so finally instead of being like hey bro you're you're ruining takes I, I need you to pause that so that I can focus on this scene instead he lost his damn mind oh so bad and it it gets pretty bad it gets pretty aggressive um which it's Christian Bale so one of those actors that doesn't oftentimes get told to chill Yeah, he's he's pretty much always, if he's on a movie set, he's the most important person on that movie set.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a diva. Uh,
0: I I think, uh, well, uh, there's a a bit by John Mulaney where he's talking about uh, hanging out with, I think it's Mick Jagger. Everyone
1: always wants to know
0: if famous people are nice. Like Mick Jagger, he came in to host the show. My friends were all like, is he nice? No! (laughs) Or maybe he is for his version of life, because he has a very different life. He's Mick Jagger. That's his name. (laughs) He's played to stadiums of 20,000 people, cheering for him like he's a god for 50 years. That must change you as a person. (laughs) If you do that for 50 years, you're never again gonna be like, um, does anyone have a laptop charger I could borrow? And so, yeah, like, I, I think it's a brilliant bit by John Mulaney. And then I sort of take that mindset and apply it to celebrities like this. And, yeah, if you spend years and years with the general public telling you, you are phenomenal. And then going to the Academy Awards year after year and have having everyone else in your same profession saying, you're better than the rest of us. Had he
1: played Batman at this point? Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Batman, I think, is part of what got him this role. Uh, He suddenly was the front man of a very popular action franchise. And so someone else was like, what if we get him as the front man to our action franchise?
1: Except this action franchise already had a front man that they didn't include in this movie.
0: Schwarzenegger? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay. The thing with that, it's...
1: I think this is what I'm most annoyed about with this movie is that Arnold is not in it. I know why he's not in it, but why the frick would you make a Terminator movie without the Terminator?
0: I mean, I think that's the kind of thing. You could easily make a Terminator project without Arnold Schwarzenegger because you've written into the story that there can be.
1: But then you get this garbage movie.
0: Yes, but I don't think the absence of Schwarzenegger is the achilles heel of this i think it's a bad script and a bad director
1: i think it's a bad script because they couldn't get arnold
0: Mm, having seen terminator 3 (laughs) i think it's possible to have a shit script and still have arnold um
1: but at least that one still felt like a terminator movie
0: yeah and and i i think there are ways of making a terminator project and
1: just not in the hands of Mick G.
0: Yeah, um, and yeah, th- th- there are certain things I want to say, but I kind of need to wait until we've both seen the entire series, um. So I'll I'll hold off on that, um. But yeah, uh, this was, I believe this came out just before Avatar, and uh, the interesting thing about that pretty much McGee went to James Cameron to kind yeah, of ask for his New blessing. Yeah, in New Zealand. Yeah, to kind of ask for his blessing, and any tips on handling um, a Terminator project. And James Cameron was currently working on Avatar and read through the script and was like, yeah, actually, uh, for this one part, um, you could look into using Sam Worthington. He's this guy that I'm... Uh, ...using on this Avatar movie, he's great... ...and he'd be great in this role. And so that's how Sam Worthington... ...got the role in this movie. But, yeah... ...as we were uh, coming back into this... ...something that I kept telling you... it's ...it feels like Terminator Salvation... ...has a good idea... ...and then an interesting idea. And instead of making those two different... ...movies, they put them into one... And then decided to focus more on the interesting idea rather than the good idea. And the interesting idea is Sam Worthington being a non-self-aware Terminator. And I I do think there's a way of writing that story to be fascinating.
1: Yeah, I did like that concept.
0: Did you like the execution? No. Okay, yeah. So we're on the same page. Yeah, it Um, was just like... I like the concept.
1: They fumbled the ball so hard on that one.
0: Yeah. And I think there are other things that if you drop certain aspects, it gets a lot better. Why is Helen Bonham Carter in this?
1: Did you read? What the fuck was that? She lost like four family members in a car accident during filming. I did read that. And had to go home to England to like deal with it. So they had to just delay filming for a really long time. Which she doesn't have a huge role in it
0: she's got all of about three minutes of screen time
1: also i will fully admit i was confused for a lot of this movie because i did not realize that sam worthington was the prisoner from the beginning that was then the terminator i was like who the fuck is this guy
0: Oh, my gosh. I was so.
1: But I didn't want to ask the question because I was like, oh, Dallas is going to be super annoyed that I don't know. And I feel like I just need to go along for the ride.
0: But you were like you were watching the screen during the first scene. Yes. And then you saw him later in the movie. Yes. And you just didn't realize that was the same person. I think maybe he
1: just has like a generic look to him like he's a white guy with brown hair
0: i kind of feel like there's a chance if if i hadn't seen other things with sam worthington in them i may have had that same
1: and i didn't realize that i had seen other things with him in it until i looked him up on imdb
0: you didn't recognize him as the guy from avatar no wow okay
1: that's how bad i suck at this guys don't judge like dallas is currently judging
0: me no it again like um, because I've always been into movies and so when Sam Worthington suddenly came out as like the up and coming guy to watch in Hollywood which was like 2009 because right around that time we got um, obviously Terminator Salvation and Avatar but then Mm -hmm. we also got the remake of Clash of the Titans and he was front and center on that movie as well and so yeah, he was in a lot of places and it he was going to have a very interesting career. Then he didn't.
1: Yeah, what happened there?
0: I, uh, I I think it may have just been Avatar was so big and all of us were waiting for the Avatar sequel that no one really wanted to touch him because he He's kn- going to
1: be in the Avatar sequel, oh, right? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, okay. he's still Jake Sully. Okay. Um but yeah, and then when Avatar became the most successful thing ever in the world. And then there was the backlash where everyone was like, you know what? Actually, just this movie sucks. One big complaint a lot of people had was that a lot of the acting was very, like, wooden and okay. stuff. Which, if most of the acting in that movie is being done by Sam Worthington, and everyone's saying the acting is wooden, they're saying that Sam Worthington Sam isn't Worthington a very good actor. Out. But, unfortunately a big reason why it may uh, be lacking in certain moments is because most of his role is on a soundstage, mm-hmm. virtually a black box, um, which, do you know what black box means? No. Okay, so in, uh, like, high school and college-level theater, black box is the room where you didn't build a set it's just like a pretty blank stage and there's just like a few boxes or chairs or whatever. And you have to really like pantomime a lot more and the audience sort of has to imagine whatever you're helping okay. them know is there. I um see. So yeah, black box is pretty much just um, like blank canvas acting. Um, so yeah. Um, and that's, very much what they had to do in Avatar. They're they're just in mocap suits and they're running across pieces of foam and being like, oh, these giant leaves can hold our weight. <laughs> and this gray thing that I'm mounting is, is a horse. This thing is a horse. And then, you know, a bunch of prop ca- or uh, crew members are shaking this thing. They're like, oh, this bird is flying. It's not a bird. It's barely yeah. a saddle. Um, I
1: didn't think Sam Worthington did a terrible job in Terminator. No. I don't think he was great.
0: Yeah. And again, I think that's But
1: I think that's more on McGee than
0: anyone else. McGee and the script writer. Yeah. Um it's it's really, really interesting how um you can have phenomenal actors and actresses who can take a bad script and make it good, but then there there is like this threshold where the worst script in the world, not even it the best even be actor, saved. can resurrect it. Yeah. Um And, or, it's just, uh, you kind of have to write to your actors and actresses' strengths. Mm -hmm. And I think they didn't with this. No. Um,
1: I don't think they knew their actors well enough to do that.
0: It's the kind of thing, if they were to ever announce that they were remaking Terminator Salvation, I think I'd be really interested in seeing it.
1: I think in the hands of a better director and scriptwriter, yeah. it could be great.
0: Yeah, because there are those remakes where you know it's it's a very different script, but still the overall plot points are still hit. Mm-hmm. But it feels very different, and in in the hands of a completely different director and stuff, there are times remakes are better than the original. Um, and yeah, if if someone were to really say there was potential in Terminator Salvation. But just a lot of you know ball fumbling, and someone much more capable were to tackle it again, I'd be hyped. Oh yeah, um,
1: I think that they should actually use Terry Crews if they ever remake Yeah, him. that is. I'm such very a sad bizarre... that he was cut.
0: Yeah, his his role was cut. You do see really quickly a corpse played by Terry Crews. Um, shout yeah. out
1: to Terry Crews. Yeah, he owns our wedding present
0: he does fun fact yeah um we were gifted a um an iron giant statue and um just were poor newlyweds who uh don't have a uh, very big apartment and never had a place to really put it it yeah we couldn't display it if we could display it we couldn't display it safely you know without a A dog bumping into it and stuff so we uh we finally gave it back to uh our parents store once again shouting out blast from the past in burbank california um and uh apparently terry cruz ended up buying it so if terry's listening to this enjoy that uh iron giant statue for us um
1: we have a washer and dryer now thanks to that (laughs)
0: yeah we got a washer and dryer (laughs) as a trade um so uh one other thing how'd you feel about Anton Yelchin playing uh Kyle Reese
1: that's his name yeah oh um I don't know fine I
0: guess another question
1: do I know who this man is
0: okay (laughs) shit um you said you've seen the first Star Trek film yes he plays uh Chekhov the Scottish
1: Chekhov's gun
0: uh, same spelling, but uh, the Chekhov you're referring to is like a famous screenwriter or something like that. But
1: um, Clearly, I did not okay. remember.
0: And you've never seen um, Charlie Bartlett. Oof, that is sad. Yeah, Anton Yelchin was one of the biggest tragedies in Hollywood. Is he dead? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh. oh, he died at 27. He died at
0: 27. So, with that said, um, what do you think of him as Kyle Race? Like, based on this performance, would you want to see more from that actor?
1: I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it.
0: Yeah, Anton Yelchin, for me, um, and I mean, you haven't seen... I just
1: don't feel like it was, like, super memorable. Yeah. But um, again, I don't think it was any of the actors'
0: fault. Yeah. For me, I remember going to see this because... At that point, Anton Yelchin just seemed like such an amazing new actor um, that was just getting all of these great roles and really knocking every one of them out of the park. He was just so fun to watch. He he felt like Tom Holland. Oh, okay. Like, you he's just that. this young, um, you know, young-faced kid who keeps getting these roles of all these mm-hmm. likable characters with like a lot of responsibility on their shoulders, who has to like rise to the occasion, step up, mm-hmm. and 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 step into this this new destiny. Um, and I, I really, looking back on some of Anton Yelchin's biggest movies, I really wanted to see so much from him. That was a heartbreaking day when he died
1: i just read how it happened and it's so sad yeah uh for those of you who also didn't know like me um he was killed when his parked jeep grand cherokee rolled backward on his steep driveway pinning him against a brick pillar and security fence this was due to a badly designed shifter that indicated park when it was in neutral Uh, This death, along with reports of other near misses, resulted in a recall of that model of Jeep.
0: That is so sad. I I honestly didn't actually know that. Um, But yeah, so going into this movie, we're getting a new Terminator movie. John Connor is being played by Christian Bale. There's a new character being played by Sam Worthington. Kyle Reese is being played by Anton Yelchin. Like those three things... Oh, and uh, and Katherine Brewster is being played by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, like I was really excited about just the cast for this movie.
1: Well, and you have like Helena Bottom Carter, and
0: yeah, she she was not in any advertising. <laughs> the the posters weren't exactly like, "Come see this movie for Helen Bottom Carter." But yeah, and so much about it, I, I was really really excited, and then it just eh. Um, like I said earlier, it is watchable though. It is very watchable. Um, and yeah, like I said, um, I don't think, um, Christian Bale does a bad job. I think he just isn't able to do a fantastic job and he of all actors is capable Mm -hmm. of doing a fantastic job. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, just very sad there. Um I I do like the different kinds of terminator things we see. Yeah, like that the,
1: giant one. I
0: think the giant one is is pretty cool. The,
1: and the motorcycles, the I thought motorcycles were really are, cool. I think they're
0: really cool. And the concept that the motorcycles can be deployed out of uh, the legs. The legs of the large one, I think is really cool. The The concept, you can send one unit out, but then if it gets itself into situations that, because of its size and its speed and everything, it um identifies a situation that it is not built to deal with effectively. It can then deploy Terminator units of vastly different criteria or vastly Mm -hmm. different specs and those can then address the situation
1: another question i have Mm -hmm. maybe i just missed this as well what was the purpose of them taking human prisoners were they Um, doing something with them
0: i don't know Uh,
1: because like a big part of it was them you know collecting all of these leftover humans in that giant mm -hmm. terminator cage thing
0: yeah and
1: then taking them and keeping them in cages at skynet but like what why
0: yeah did that ever
1: get explained
0: i don't think so and if it did um well because
1: like if it's a war against humans terminators can just terminate them like what would be the point of keeping them around and
0: there's that moment when all of them are being marched through that one room and one of them like scans faces and it it identifies kyle reese why not just napalm the whole room at that point like yeah if
1: is it just because like it makes for a cooler story
0: probably um but
1: i just want to make sure i didn't miss it yeah
0: another one of those trivia facts that we came across this was supposed to kick off a trilogy of like Terminator future war movies. And, and because this one happen. did so poorly, the other two were shelved. There's a chance they were going to go more into detail on that in another movie. Um, there's a chance that it was going to be kind of a matrixy thing where you use people as batteries. Um, oh, interesting. But yeah. Um, it, so many different things. Maybe they wanted, um, Almost to like hunt people for sport in order to like gather information on how to most effectively. I know, and part of me was like, are
1: they doing it so they can come up with different like skins to put on their Terminators?
0: Appearance models, yeah. I don't. But I don't know. Yeah. One thing um, while we were watching the movie that I was like, what the hell? Why is uh, Star, the little girl that can't talk? Yeah. She. Yeah, she can't talk, she's a brand new character, we've never heard of her ever before, but she has this weird ability that she can hear Terminators that, as soon as they are on screen, are so loud, it's mind-boggling how no one else heard them up until now. Right. Like, and that happens in movies and all the And she just time.
1: does this little, like, handshake.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, just she sort doesn't of,
1: even, like, yell.
0: Yeah, she doesn't or, gasp like, that loudly. Or, like, jump up and down. Her eyes just go wide, and maybe her hands flitter a little bit. And somehow Kyle Reese keeps on noticing it. It's like, if if you're just this little girl who's like, oh, I can tell there's a giant machine coming to hunt us, you should start doing jumping jacks as soon as you notice. Um... But yeah, I, I thought the way they kept writing Stars' usefulness was so dumb. Um, one thing that I do remember uh, people mentioning right after I saw it the first time was uh, that moment when John Connor um, like traps the bike, or he like trips the, yeah, the motorcycle and like, rewires and hacks it. Into it. That's is... his
1: first rewiring of a Terminator, right?
0: Yeah, but it's very reminiscent of when he hacked into the ATMs in terminator 2 oh
1: um
0: so yeah that's really cool um one thing that upon rewatch uh doesn't really make too much sense once he hacks into that uh motorcycle he then hops on that motorcycle and rides off Mm -hmm. if that motorcycle is a terminator that is self-driving why did they build it with a seat and if all of it's steering and stuff is done internally why would it have handlebars
1: i was wondering that same yeah. thing i was like what is like obviously it looks cool because it's it, like a motorcycle it but looks
0: great yeah but why? yeah once you think about it there is no reason this thing should function
1: like a motorcycle like a
0: motorcycle would
1: it only does so that it can be hardwired
0: exactly and ridden
1: off into the distance
0: now if I feel like if they were to put in some sort of a scene where um, there's the moment when Sam Worthington comes across the, I think they say it's a T-600, but that like big bulky Terminator with like the, the Gatling gun that Kyle Reese saves them from. Mm-hmm. If you have a moment where there's a T-600, T-700, maybe even a T-800, I don't care. Um where they're kind of pinned down or uh, the thing, you know, kills a target or something and then just needs to leave but it doesn't want to walk back to Skynet or whatever. Then you could have a moment where they deploy one of those little motorcycles, it arrives, and the T, the you know, humanoid Terminator is able to mount it and ride that back. Then you've just explained why you would build a seat on these. Or, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Did that make
0: sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, if if you never show a Terminator mounting one of the Terminator motorcycle things, there's no reason for so yeah, there I feel like there are solutions. Um if I really wanted to, I feel like it could be interesting to like sit down and really plot out a way of of making this film work, like rewrite it myself. But I'm not about to do that. Um, I I do like the fact that they uh, show how John Connor got the scar. Um, yeah. And the fact that he got it from a T-800, an Arnold-style T-800. Um, I saw somewhere the other day, and this just sort of um, strengthens that point. The concept from... Terminator 3 that Skynet sends an Arnold-looking Terminator to go kill John because he has such fond memories with an Arnold-style Terminator is so stupid. It really is, The concept that John Connor, this, like, brilliant Terminator killer guy, is suddenly going to see an Arnold Schwarzenegger and be like, (gasps) My best friend! I taught one of those how to high five. I'm pretty sure that one is just as friendly as the one I met when I was nine. This
1: one definitely doesn't want to kill me. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, then the concept that, canonically, uh, one of those tried to kill your mom. Oh, yeah. One of those protected you once, but then one of those protected you a second time, and right before you parted ways he tried to kill you again
1: and he also told you that he <laughs> yeah. was going to kill
0: you yeah and then you got the scar from one of those and then you meet uh what fifth one in your lifetime and that's when you let that's your when guard you down That's what you forget about it yeah it just so so <laughs> stupid um and again i i think that reinforces the point that um although this movie is pretty meh at least it's better than three
1: yes i think if you go into it wanting to just have a nice like popcorn action film you could probably enjoy it
0: yeah i i kind of feel like this is maybe a i feel like this is a jurassic park three of the terminator films it's like okay
1: yeah
0: based on the first movie you should never have to check your brain at the door with this franchise. It should always be a very well-written, well-thought-out franchise. Unfortunately, there are some where it's just dumb. And Jurassic Park 3, of the Jurassic Park ones, if you check your brain at the door, it's still pretty good. If For me, even if I check my brain at the door with all of the other Jurassic Parks, they still suck ass. With, yeah with terminator salvation i feel like check your brain at the door all right it yeah yeah just just have fun and you'll have fun um but yeah don't think too hard yeah like we and, do yeah apparently yeah um and i know there's uh, i've probably just pissed off a lot of our listeners because those knuckle draggers are probably sitting there like oh, what what about jurassic world that movie rocks no it doesn't newsflash it sucks I would say it's the worst of the franchise, but then they made Fallen Kingdom and proved me wrong that you could make a worse movie. And then they went ahead and made Dominion and proved to me you can have a movie even worse than Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom combined. Dude, that the Jurassic World trilogy is one of the most offensively bad sets of movies to come out in years and the maybe fact that we'll keep do a podcast series on it Chris. maybe maybe um
1: let us know what other series you would like us to go through we're yeah. kind of enjoying this yeah and by kind of we're really enjoying I'm, this. i'm really
0: enjoying this yeah um we have
1: what two more terminator films we have
0: two more terminator films um those will not be the next two movies that we talk about because we've got avatar 2 coming out in like a week yes that's definitely gonna get an episode yes um i i've been wanting to do an episode on avatar one i don't know if we'll be able to get that to happen before the second movie comes out um
1: we'll see on that one yeah stay tuned yeah because
0: i have a lot of thoughts on avatar i love avatar to this day i still think Dallas could is probably do an episode beasties.
1: without me on avatar
0: could oh my gosh i could ramble about that movie um wow
1: did you hear how excited he just got about the thought of doing an episode without me
0: no it's just um i could fail to shut up (laughs) just as easily without (laughs) without you um so yeah um any other thoughts on terminator salvation
1: i think we pretty well covered it
0: yeah um
1: Sorry that we're a week delayed getting this one out.
0: Yep. yep. Um, we, uh, we had Thanksgiving travel.
1: And mm-hmm. Dallas did some other traveling. I did. You went on a road oh, trip yeah. to Denver. I
0: to Denver. Um, I did that.
1: And then, yeah, life happens sometimes. Life happens,
0: yep. I um, work in
1: an accounting office and month end happened. And so, yeah, thanks for uh, being patient as we got this episode out. But let us know what you think about Terminator Salvation.
0: Yeah. Um, just real quick, going through our list. Um, sorry, real quick. Uh, cinematography. The only time I found the cinematography to be like, oh, that's interesting. Um, the first time we see, no, not the first time we see John Connor, but he comes out of the, the hole. Like the first mission, they go down into that big pit. Mm-hmm. They come after they out. find the
1: human prisoners.
0: Yeah. They come out. He, we find the uh, Terry Crews body. And then he gets into the helicopter and takes off and then the whole place explodes and he crashes and um, gets out, looks around, and gets attacked by another Terminator. That's all, visually it's meant to look like one take. Clearly there's no way you can do all of that in one uncut film reel. Um, But I really liked the fact that they executed it in a way that it all comes together as as one continuous shot i was that's one part of the movie that i'm like ooh, someone worked hard someone had an interesting idea um and i think it works out pretty well um yeah choreography i don't think is anything to write home about um the music and score i am really happy to get the
1: that was the only memorable thing about that i can't tell you anything else about that score yeah
0: um i meant to show you the uh like initial teaser trailer for this before we recorded the podcast but that was a pretty cool teaser trailer it showed like um you know when uh the the girl um moon Bloodgood's goods character
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: which fun fact actress's name is moon Bloodgood, which is cool um When you see her, like, hanging from the parachute and, like, a bunch of other, like, you know, helicopters flying and stuff, it's all, like, very military stuff, but it doesn't outright say this is a trailer for the new Terminator movie. Um, You keep seeing all of these different things, and then you hear this, like, uh, radio static sound, and then all of a sudden, the radio static forms the iconic uh, Terminator sound, and... I I remember sitting there in the theater and being like, what is this? And then all of a sudden that sound hits you and and you process what it is. And it's like, oh, is this Terminator? And then it switches from static sound to that, the drums, the da, 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 and. I think one of the best things about this movie is its teaser trailer which is sad but a good teaser trailer is a good teaser trailer um so yeah that's all i have to say and i'm sticking to it i think cool <laughs> um so yeah uh
1: in the meantime follow us on instagram
0: yeah yeah we have an instagram
1: real.couple you
0: yeah. know um before we go who do you want to meet Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: I know you've already met him, but I want to meet him.
0: I have met him once. He is such a nice guy. He is an absolutely lovely dude. Um, I would love to to hang with him again. Um, I think uh, this week I am going to go with uh, Terry Notary. Um, oh. Yeah. Do you know Terry Notary? I don't. Okay. He got mentioned. We uh, started watching some of the Avatar special features, but uh, Terry Notary is a like movement artist or something like that. But oh, uh, yeah. in the Planet of the Apes movies, he taught everyone on set how to move and act like an ape. But like, if you watch some of the behind the scenes stuff, he goes very much into detail of like, if you're playing a gorilla, you play, you move very differently from the people playing chimps. If you're playing a chimp, you move very differently from the orangutans or, you know, all of that stuff. And he's been in so many different things playing, like moving like an animal or all that stuff. But uh, yeah, really, really phenomenal work every time he um, has a role that requires motion capture and and, um, inhuman style body movements. Um so yeah, going with Terry Notary. Um I think that's everything. Uh you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. I looked into one of those the other day and it I have no idea how to find us. I think it was Radio Public. Radio Public may not be working right now. I couldn't even
1: find Radio Public okay, was on Radio the Public. App Store. Yeah. So um, hopefully
0: none of you are using Radio Public, but if you are if, if you're currently listening to us on Radio Public, good for you. You've done what we Teach could not. Teach us how. Teach us how. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like Paige said, if there are any, as we're getting to the end of, of the Terminator series, if there are any other franchises you want to listen to us tackle, uh, please let us know. Um, I think if we finish this series and it's still December, we may... Just tackle some. We
1: may do some Christmas movies. Yeah, we
0: may do some Christmasy movies. Um, but yeah, um, great to be back. Yeah, and have we a... missed you guys. Yeah, we missed you guys. Hope you missed us as well. Um, have a good one. Have a have a great day. Bye. Bye.